What's up, HealthSource? This is Dr. Brady Schuyler with another episode of the HealthSource podcast, Learning From Our Own, where we hear HealthSource best practices and experience sharing from our doctors for our doctors. Hey, HealthSource, Dr. Brady Schuyler with another episode of our HealthSource podcast, Learning From Our Own. Our guest this week is Dr. Corey Lamar and uh, HealthSource of Rocky River and Ohio, out in the suburbs of Cleveland. Dr. Corey, thank you for coming on and joining us. Thanks for having me, sir. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. Uh, let's give a little bit of background about you. I mean, you know, I, I've known you for several years, and I know you you started in another health source, and then you opened up your own recently. But you know, I'll let Jim share a little bit about you and your past, and you know, maybe even some of your your uh, athleticism where you came from. Um, I'll let you go with wherever you want to share with people. Yeah, so I know one of the other questions we talked about prior is that you want to know like my why chiropractic story. So I guess I'll kind of segue into that as well. Um, I was a track runner by trade for the most part. I ran all through high school and I eventually ran in college as well. Um, but I always had nagging injuries. Like every year it wasn't what is Corey going to get hurt? It was more like when is it going to happen? And I always knew it was going to be a hamstring issue and it happened pretty much every year. And always kind of like hindered me a little bit and held me back, but then pushed through it. I go off to college and I'm going to be a sprinter there. Within the first week, the head coach kind of sits me down and says, all right, you're not allowed to get hurt. So you have an appointment 6.30 a.m. in Columbus, which was about an hour drive. But I was like at 6.30 a.m. on a Friday, like what? Come on now. So needless to say, I'm driving to this office 6.30 a.m. to see a chiropractor and I had no idea what to expect. Um, I walk in the door. This guy meets me there earlier. He was a former Ashland athlete as well. Um, and does, puts me through basically like an old school movement screen. And mm -hmm. in that, what happened over the next five minutes was like life-changing for me. And the main reason I say that is because I had chased around doctor to doctor all through the high school injuries, trying to figure out like an answer, like, why is this happening? Like I get, I get it that my hamstring hurts and I have to rehab it now, but what can I do for next year to make sure this doesn't happen? Like, I'm not doing this again. I have my senior year next year. And I remember one time I basically walked out of an orthopedic office because he was like, I was there prior to getting hurt. And I wanted to ask him, what can I do to not get hurt this year? It was my junior year. And he was like, wait, so like, you're not hurt. Then why are you here? And that to me, was like, what do you mean? Why? I want you to make sure I don't get hurt this year. Like, that's why I'm here. Mm -hmm. Had no answers for me. So I basically walk out. Um, needless to say, I got hurt that year. <laughs> um, but I go into college. I, I see this chiropractor down in Columbus. He puts me through like a basic movement screen. He finds out that I have poor hip extension on my right side and I'm not activating my glutes as well. And it was just very hamstring dominant runner. And being a sprinter, I would take it always happened in either a four by like a 100 dash or a 200 and it would be in the first like four or five steps and it would just like catch and pull right away. And he's like, look, when you're trying to get that hip extension going, it just, it's all hamstring, hamstring, hamstring. And then it, it breeds its max, like max tissue capacity and boom, um, taught me a couple of things like preventative things to do every day before practice, every day before meets. And then went on five years, never got hurt. I ever, I ran all year long, 24, seven, 365. It was a job, um, had six all Americans. We won a national championship my senior year. So needless to say, it ended up pretty well. I, I attribute him to me, my, 
senior year of high school, I ran like a 49 second 400. But mm-hmm. then my freshman year of college, I ran a 46 second 400. And to drop three seconds in the matter of like a year is unheard of in that kind of event. Mm-hmm. So um, it helped me a lot. And as I'm going through school, I'm like, okay, orthopedic surgery. I'm like, I go and I watch a couple of them. And I was like, no way, this is not for me. And then I was like, you know, that guy down in Columbus, though, that was kind of cool. And I spent a week with him and I was like, yep, this is it. I'm doing this. So here I am. I went, went to Palmer, graduated, uh, obviously started at Health Source of Avon, was there for two years. And then now we just finished up two years of my own. That's awesome. I love that story. And I mean, you and I have talked a lot just because the, your, your background, my background movement um, has been you know, a big part of our, our training and passion and stuff like that. So now it's just cool that you know, now you're, you're doing what had benefited you so well to keep you in competition, a high level of competition, that now you can continue to keep offering that and push that. And I know it's kind of a niche that you continue to try to expose yourself to. So uh, with that being said, what is something that you do um, promote yourself as to set you apart from other people, other chiropractors? Because, you know, where you're at, it's, it's a pretty dense area, lots, lots of competition around, or I should say lots of other similar types of, of um, healthcare providers around. So what, what do you do to promote yourself out in the community that sets you apart? Why should people come see you versus the guy next door? I, I think it's the story, honestly, like, every chiropractor usually has a story and my story usually holds value with people, but it's like, it's the aspect of not being just the, Hey, we're going to adjust you, hook you up to STEM and then throw a cold pack on you for 20 minutes and kick you out. Like I, I, we meet a lot of people in this area that have done that, that hated that, that don't want that. And so telling them about all the other options that we have to offer. And it's like the all-inclusive under one roof options where, you can come in with X, Y, or Z, and we're going to have something for you. Um, I know me and you talked about in the past of like adding in dry needling now, adding in spinal decompression, eventually adding in the laser, like adding those things give you just more tools for the toolbox. So you're ready and able to treat anyone. But I think one thing I like verbiage wise, I always use with people is that my goal is to educate you. Like, I'm not just here to diagnose an adios and crack you and kick you out. Like I, w- I would rather spend the time educating you on the why like, I don't care that your back hurts. I care why it hurts. Because yeah. if we can address the why, then the what goes away and it stays away or it becomes less frequent, less life altering. So whenever I use wording like that, like telling them that I'm going to give you value rather than just treat you, then mm-hmm. I think that that always goes a long way with people and people's eyes tend to like, you see it like light up a little bit and they're like, yeah, I want that. And, well, and, and I believe it's important to empower them to take some type of ownership towards maintaining their results and, you know, trying to keep them from needing or requiring you as much, right? And they're still right. going to need some level of maintenance because they can't right. adjust themselves very well. They're always going to be exposed to stressors and things. But, but if you can at least say, hey, this is a range of motion that is pretty bad. You need to continue to keep on working on this on your own. Otherwise, it's going to carry up your kinetic chain and, you know, bring back these things. You know, we've identified all of your different movement imbalances. And this is the last one that, you know, is your, your worst one to try to fix. So you need to keep this up. Otherwise, when this one starts to go wrong, 
you know, that could start to lead other things, even though it's not painful. So it is giving them tools to, to, to manage their own care, but also things to watch out for and be aware of so that hopefully they can start to identify some of those possible indicators before it breaks them down and starts to become painful again. It's just right. a, and then, awareness about movement. But. It's, it's the aspect of, and in that we always word it like, I want you after this, after it's over, you're still going to come in here. We're still going to do the things you can't do. So mm -hmm. I'm going to adjust you. D, my massage therapist is going to do some trigger point work, but you better be doing the stuff that Erica showed you. Otherwise mm -hmm. you're going to end up right back here like you did day one. And so at this point now it's prehab versus rehab. Like I'd rather you focus on preventative rehabilitation rather mm -hmm. than like reactive rehab, like, oh crap, my back's hurting again. Like yeah. if you just keep up with the maintenance of it, then it doesn't become a thing. And yeah, keep I just to, just to parlay in what you know you had done to keep yourself in track, I'm sure that that chiropractor recommended a series of movements, a series of warm up, a series of activities to prime your system to get it ready for the high level of competition. And that's something too. And I, I wrote a white piece, a white paper or whiteboard topic about it in one of the Tuesday training guides a few weeks back about certain activities to wake up certain muscles or movements or, or create some level of stability in, in certain certain areas of the body that we know that are weak, vulnerable, or tend to get overtaxed. And so, you know, that's something too, to help educate the patients about some things that they can do to self-activate, to self-prime and, and prepare their body for whether it's daily life, whether it's a job or task that they have to do, or an, a workout, high level workout that they're trying to, trying to accomplish. Right. And it reminds me of the day you were in the office, we were messing around with like the prehab stuff for golf, like mm -hmm. what to do before, before just grabbing a club and swinging it a couple of times, like, no, do this instead. Yeah. Like, Throwing a band in your hand and so holding it in your club hand and then just kind of swinging through full ranges yeah. of motion to warm up those muscles actively through a full range before you just let the velocity of the golf club take you through and jam your joints from Some passive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Um, all right. So just always asking a, a real question of um, what are some things that you have still, you know, yet to implement or, you know, you're two years in, uh, you've, you've constantly been chipping away, constantly growing. I know, uh, several months back, you've been hitting high levels. I don't know where you're at this month. I'm not going to call you. I haven't looked at your easy report, but I know you've been constantly peaking and peaking, but yet we all still have things that we've been reluctant to do or haven't done. Or, um, what are some things on your agenda? What's, what, what, what are you going to be implementing soon? So we obviously a couple of months ago joined mastermind and that's been very helpful. Like obviously getting comfortable being uncomfortable of doing stuff that you're like not very familiar doing. Mm -hmm. So we've been implementing like a lot of different changes. And I mean, we were normally seeing like anywhere from like 100, 115, 120 patient visits a week. And just a couple of weeks ago, we saw 171 for the first time. Um, and even being closed Friday, I think we're at like 160 this week. Um, so we're growing really, really well. And it's going through like the natural like wave of growing in the right mm -hmm. direction. Um, mm -hmm. As for things implementing, I mean, obviously still like getting better with some of like the routine of the scripting, the work on that. So like me and Casey talk about it, it's the mastery of day one, mm -hmm. day two scripting, um, mastery and documentation, master, just getting like perfecting the craft because I want it to be like, as Tom Shack knows it too, uh, with the athletic background, it's like, I, I don't want to be decent. I want to be mm -hmm. good. Like I'm, I don't go all in for nothing. Put yeah. all the work in, put all the marbles in, and I don't want to just be okay with being okay. So yeah. 
Um, for me, it's really sharpening the, the irons. Well, growth exposes weaknesses and vulnerabilities too. When you go through a, a significant growth spell and you start to see, well, where, where, where are we starting to see some things drop off? Where are we seeing some holes, some inefficiencies? And, you know, then you got to, yep. you know, plug that hole and, and fix that problem and, and then see, did we fix it? Is it situational or is it a procedural thing? Did we just you know, mess up in that moment or do we need to fix the procedure and, and learn how to manage it better going forward? So now that's, that's cool. I mean, two years in and already seeing, you know, 600 a month is, uh, is pretty outstanding. Yeah. It's, it's been awesome so far. I mean, like our blatantly obvious thing on an easy report is P1, P2, mm-hmm. like it's the bane of my existence right now, trying to figure yeah. out how to like move that needle. Um, so like in the original questions, I would say a big thing that we're looking towards trying to implement more is the check-in visit. Um, just to check in with people, make sure that they see like the why behind the what so they don't have the fall off. Um, when we figured out the fall off rate, ours was like around six, seven ish. So mm-hmm. it was after the check in visit, but it's like maybe if we hit them there, it pushes them even further. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, and, and that has been sometimes I think as the athletes, you just you expect people to, to heal quicker. It's just, you know, you're, you're, you're facing a little bit of a mechanical imbalance. And once you identify and get it worked out, your body's going to rebound pretty quickly. But the reality is, is with uh, people that have had their conditions, chronic conditions for many, many years, uh, changes take time and you just can't rush that. So as long as you stay focused on having clear goals and movements that you're trying to correct stability tests that you're trying to correct, and you just keep treating until you see the the goals that you had set out for being accomplished, you know, then the, the PE one and well, and then communicating those, looking at those, that'll help the PE one, but PVAs will fall where they, where they will, you know, depending yeah. on the, the type of demographic that you see. Um, what's the marketing thing that you're doing now? You know, I know things are starting to come back again. You, you, you've been doing well with referrals and stuff. Is there anything else that you've done uniquely or differently that's really helped you grow in this in this clinic, I know some of the cool stuff that you had done as I was we're in our pre-call, uh, I'm wearing a hat right now that I got when I was in um, uh, Cleveland many, many years ago. Uh, I did a brewery run, fun run tour uh, or, or race, I guess, or whatever you call it, like a pub crawl type of a race. And, yep. uh, and I got a hat and I was wearing it. And Corey noticed that I had my, uh, my Cleveland brewery run hat on, but, uh, and that was something that had really helped you guys in the early days, but what's something you do now? Yeah. Um, obviously we're doing a lot of the SEO, SEM stuff with everyone. Um, we've boosted that up a lot and that's been huge. Um, the fishbowl stuff has been big for us. Um, okay. trying to do like, I, I know we did a oddball one for Super Bowl squares and we got like 30 Google reviews off of it. Um, so that one was huge. And then obviously then not only do you get the 30 Google reviews from doing a fishbowl thing, but then it's the after where people are coming in here and how'd you hear about us? You're 75 star reviews on Google. Like, of course I'm going to come here. Um, so trying to like really push the envelope on those. Cause I think of the people of today, what are they doing? A lot of it's Amazon shopping. They're looking Mm -hmm. and then what are you going to do? You're going to look up to the one with 10,000 reviews almost at five stars versus the one with 20 with four stars. Like you're going to want the one that has been bought and seen by more people and they're very happy with the product. So, mm-hmm. and that's, that's Google to me. So I, I really try to push that a lot. Um, yeah. We're very active on social media in the sense of like 
posting stuff, reposting stuff, encouraging people to post stuff for us. So then we can like obviously share it and mm -hmm. share like their story. Um, obviously like the all in aspect in the clinic of trying to get the patient referrals by trying to like over, over deliver um, to people. So then they're very satisfied. So we do get a lot of the in-house patient referrals. Mm -hmm. um, I'm excited for like the, like we were just, you just mentioned the runs to start back up though. So then I can get back to like being with the people that are like more my niche. So mm -hmm. um, whether it's setting up a table at like a 5k, 10k marathon and demoing the hypervolt, the blades, the cups, mm -hmm. um, just talking the talk and telling people like, oh, you've been dealing with that nagging injury. Well, how about you come here? So we get rid of it and you stop like, stop running nine minute miles because your hamstring hurts and instead get you back down to seven that you were at two years ago. Like um, really encouraging the performance aspect of what we can all do and getting them back to a healthier level. So they're better at doing what they want to do. Um, I do, I have a TPI certification in golf. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of stuff with golfers trying to um, show them like not one golf swing is equal. Everyone has a different golf swing, but it's more about like, do you even have good enough hip mobility to have a good golf swing? Or do you have terrible hip mobility? So now your back hurts every time you go out and golf. Um, that does a lot for us. So pretty much anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do have your passion and you do like the movement and just going out there and trying to find that is, is great. And yeah, you've done a good job. Social media, I actually follow, you know, follow you and comment on some of your videos and stuff. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. You do a great job. Tell me, what do you do to motivate yourself? What are some things that you you know, do to keep yourself going because you know, you're starting to push up as high numbers as you're getting. It's uh, it taxes you. It starts to wear on you being a business owner and trying to, you know, create new ways to grow and change and alter and improve processes. What, what do you do for yourself, Corey? Um, I, I've always been like a internally motivated person. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm not even in track and stuff like that. I didn't need anyone there like yelling in my ear to run faster, run harder. Like I'm not going to put, I wasn't going to put a bad time on a website so everyone could see it. Like, I'm not going to go run a race and run crappy. So then next, you know, uh, there's a 50 second 400 next to my name. Like, no. So it's um, seeing the numbers on the easy report becomes very like motivating to me in the sense of like, okay, what can I do? What can I do? Like what help can I get? So obviously meeting, I meet with Tom Shack once a month, just to go over like the nitty gritty numbers and what can mm -hmm. I do better? Try to learn from the people above me on what the people with more experience. I mean, I'm about to turn 30, so I'm still pretty young when it comes to this and um, trying to learn from people who've been there, done that no more than I do. And I will gladly be a fly on the wall and listen and soak it all up as a sponge because I know that you've, you've been through things, you've done things that I haven't, and you've learned from mistakes and you know, it works. Um, other than that, like just really trying to be really good at this, whether it's like, I don't want to be mediocre at anything. Um, so it's push past it and try to like get where we got to go. Um, the, the team helps me big time. Cause they're very motivated when it comes to this, like pushing. Mm -hmm. um, if someone brings something up, like, Hey, you guys should do this. They're going to push me to do it because they know like, Hey, if Tom Shack's telling you to do something, that means we should do it. So let's do it. And it's like, oh, okay, let's, let's do it. Um, <laughs> if, and meeting with Casey every two weeks has been big too. Um, ever since Casey took over as our like regional person, it's been mm -hmm. huge to have that chiropractor there to get information from him to like, again, soak it up like a sponge. I'm always asking questions that he probably doesn't expect me to ask, but it's because I want to know everything about everything. <laughs> um, 
even when it comes to movement stuff, when me and you are sitting down talking, like we may be sitting there having a drink, getting sushi or something, but I'm going to ask you movement related questions. Like, what have you found out that's new? That's different. That's exciting. Like, give me something that I can walk away with. So then I, I get that golden nugget to take back. Um, I like podcasts a lot because I feel like that's really, it's an hour long of golden nuggets from someone where you're mm -hmm. like, if someone out there that's the best in the field is meeting with someone else, that's the best in their field. And they're just both like, it's just knowledge bombs here and there back and forth. And it's like, man, this is, this is great stuff. I, I know when the pandemic first started, I went nuts about podcasts, but then next, you know, our supplement sales are like, like right now, I know we're not where some other clinics are like Kurt, but <laughs> You know, no one could be that good, but um, oh, that's like, not true. He's got some competition this month and some some offices are topping him. I, so, as you know, from even the Avon yeah. office, we went from seeing 300 people a week and maybe selling a hundred dollars in supplements a month, yeah, and I'm in thousands of dollars in supplements just from like learning and being knowledgeable about it. So, um, I like reading everything. No, I think it's, it is important when you're, when you are passionate, you're going to go out there and find information that keeps you fueled. And if it's something you want to know more about, or that stimulates you to think differently or, or better or, or more clearly on something, you're going to surround yourself with information just to help reinforce your, your belief system and help you gain confidence and, and better recommendations for care. So, you know, it's, I uh, encourage doctors to do that all the time is if you're unsure or you don't have the the, the confidence to recommend this or the, the, the amount that a person should be taking over what's on the bottle or something, you know, do some research, dig in and find out exactly why is that beneficial? Why is that supplement benefit? What are some conditions it can help with? And, you know, the better we, we surround ourselves with more information about it, the better uh, our confidence will be in making a recommendation. So, all yeah. right. Very, very cool. I appreciate you coming on and, uh, and, and joining us and know it's been a while. And you were one of the guys that I think I talked to when we first started the podcast about where some questions you want to know from some of our doctors. And that was like, you know, almost a year and a half ago or something. So I know me and you were on a, yeah. when it was rehab 4.0 was coming out and, yeah. me and you were talking about, I was like, you know, what we need is something like this. And we were talking about it for a while. Yeah. You know, it only took you a year for me, but Hey, it's better than you've, you've now made it into the clinic level of the big boys and I can, you know, oh, okay. sure. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, buddy. It was good talking to you. We'll see you again soon. Good talking as well. All right. Yep. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks again for listening. If you want to be a guest on a future episode or would like to nominate another doctor to be a guest, please feel free to email me, Dr. Brady Schuyler at bschuyler at healthsourcecairo.com.